0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show today. And I'm just very, very, very thankful to be in the studio today, uh, not having to worry about wearing a mask as I come into the studio. It just is a wonderful, wonderful day. And I know we all, uh, I don't know, just appreciate not having to wear a mask. Uh, It's just a great thing. But anyway, so when I was thinking about what am I going to talk about today, uh, I usually bring in like things that I'm going through personally. And I think each each and every one of us has a story. We have what we're dealing with like right here, right now. And what I'm dealing with right now is I've got a lot of things that are um, unsures. You know, they're, they're not sure uh, about hiring people, and are they the right fit, and are they going to work out? And, you know, those types of things are going on right now. We're on a hiring um, trend right now, and it's a good thing. Uh, understanding, like, what is happening and, and where the, the level is and, and where the win-win is is good. And, and really being focused on what the needs are and making the right fit. The expectations need to be clear, we need to outline it right, so everybody understands what they're getting into on both sides it's a really good thing, and in any relationship isn't that part of it isn't that part of it is just understanding like I said to my son, I said, you know it's really interesting to just get a piece of paper and a pen out and write down exactly what it is you want. What are your non negotiables? what are things that you're you will not negotiate, such as smoking for me it's like no way, right." Uh, But what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? One that you're going to spend a lot of time with, right? Uh, And then the other thing is, is what is it you want? I mean, if you had a crystal ball and you could just lay out your plan, you lay out your life the way you'd like to see it, what does that look like? What does it look like? And then what's hindering you from getting there? And uh, when I was going through the show for today... I was thinking about something that I've been praying about, and I've been saying that I'm claiming victory over evil, that I am claiming victory over evil. And I hope you all know that this battle we're fighting is not against flesh and blood. It's really not, even though it could be that person across the room, or it could be that person on the other side of the phone. Really it, the battle is not there, the battle is is in the spiritual realm. and. How do you deal with that? And so today, i it's kind of a heavy one, but it's such a good one. And in in my business group, we used to, to make this claim or, or make this statement saying, you're getting what you're tolerating. You're getting what you're tolerating. And so I'm just going to get right into this. But on a happy note or a, a blessed note, I will tell you that yesterday, I'm at the lake house and, and I, I've got a, a thing coming up where I need to have Things working like um, just uh, the boat needs to be working because I've got a party coming in, a bachelorette party this coming weekend. And so I'm trying to get everything organized and situated to where everything's working and everything's going to be simple and uh, take the, you know, the stress out of it as much as possible. I'm, I'm lying in my bed and at 5 o'clock in the morning I look at my phone and, and there's my daughter saying, Mom, where are you? I'm in the hospital. I'm like, what? And uh, she's pregnant, very pregnant she's supposedly due July 8th. Well, she's a little early. And I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So everything that I had planned for Monday morning actually got put on the back burner. And at at the time that I was making those plans, I was saying, oh, I'm going to have to be late to go to work because I've got to meet the mechanic and, and do all of this. And then all of a sudden, this comes in and everything else just got thrown aside. It was like it didn't matter at all. But before that... It was the priority is to get this situated. And how many times in our lives do we have to switch gears like that? And we have to pivot. We have to pivot. We have to switch gears because something takes priority or uh, urgency over whatever it is we were doing. And, and the amazing thing about that is, is when I was driving and kind of driving kind of fast, leaving my angels behind, my guardian angels behind because they go the speed limit, um, I was realizing that just exactly that—that here I thought that this other plan was the most important plan—and all of a sudden, this thing comes up, and it's like everything else doesn't even matter to me right now. The only thing that matters is I get to that hospital, and I'm with my daughter, and I'm going to be there for the the whole thing. And if my daughter needs me, mommy needs to be there. And so uh, that was by far the priority for me. God's priority is He really wants us to know Him. That's His priority, and. And it's so important to him. But what's also important is, is that he doesn't force him on us. It's a decision he wants us to make. It's a choice that we have. And the question is, what are you choosing? How are you living? And I have to tell you with the spiritual battle that's going on for me personally, I have a lot of battles going on right now. And I know victory is mine and that I'm victorious over evil. I have to keep saying that, and I say it daily, sometimes hourly, um, because I have to be reminded that the battle's been fought and the battle's been won. And sometimes it doesn't seem like it does it. You know, you could be going through a crisis right now, and you're you're just going, why? Why, God? Or you're, or you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know what's going to happen next. I had an employee that was supposed to report. who was a brand-new employee. I was so excited about him starting on Monday. And he calls me on Fridays, and and I could tell that there was despair in his his voice. And he says, Sue, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it. And I said, well, why, why? He says, I just got a call from my doctor and found out that I have cancer. And the doctor is saying I have to start chemo immediately and that I have a 50-50 chance of, of winning in this battle. And in the background, I could hear his children, and they're young, And I'm thinking, why, God, why? But then God has his plan. He's got his reasons for why he allows things to happen. I don't think in my mind he doesn't make them happen, but he allows things to happen. And I don't have all the answers, and I don't know why, but God does. And I just said to him, I said, you know what? I'm believing that you're going to be healed from this, and I am believing that you're going to have a wonderful testimony and a wonderful story, and it's going to change and it's going to pivot your mindset and your what's important to you. And I believe you're going to come work for me, and it's going to be even better than if you started right now. And then I asked him, and I said, can I pray for you? And he goes, what? And I said, can I pray for you? He goes, right now? And I said, no better time than right now. And so I did just that. I prayed for him. And in that prayer, I just felt the Lord's presence. And he just started crying. And I started crying. And when we got off the phone, I just felt there was this thing that lifted and that I really do believe he's going to be healed in Jesus' name. Is there a chance and an opportunity that you could have to be the person that's on the other side giving hope or speaking faith? over another person. Do you know how to do that? Do you even know how to pray? Do you know how to speak his word over other people? If not, is it something you want? Do you know how to fight the battle by using your words, scriptures, to fight the battle? Do you know that? If not, it's easy. It's easy, but it does take time. I saw something on Facebook and it said, if only we carried our Bible like we carry our mobile cell phones. We turn, we turn around if we forget it. We look at it repeatedly and all day long. We're reading texts all day long. If only. If only we used and, and took care of our Bible like we do our cell phone. I thought that was such a visual for me. And it was a, an eye-opener and a, and a shaken up of, my, of me of saying, wow. I'm far from that, but I don't need to be. It's a choice I make, just like it's a choice for you too. This is the Sue Free Show, and I'm just so so grateful that you're with us today on this show. And I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask you to share this show with other people. Share it by telling them that they can go on, you know, on the radio on different stations. Uh, you know, in Ventura, you can go to ninety-eight point three FM, The Word. KKLA for Orange County, LA. Thank you, Venturians, for listening. Thank you, San Diegans on uh, K Praise. Uh, you know, and and now um, there's some other stations that are coming on board too. I am a very big fan of Christian worship music, and I'm and talk obviously because I want to build my spirit and build my faith. But also, I'm a very a very big fan of country uh, music. I'm a country western dancer and i just love country music and so and so i just want to welcome you to that too anyway so i'm going to get into the show and we're going to talk about wisdom keys for spiritual warfare all right your crisis will end soon keep your eyes on the vision god has given you your spirit is birthing your dream now do you have a dream birthing it will not be easy it will take some growing on your part it will require a struggle but your dream will come if you continue forward. I'm reading out of a book, Wisdom for Crisis Times, and it's by Mike Murdoch, Master Keys for Success in Times of Change. Some people agree with him. Some people don't. I I am a believer of taking what I feel is appropriate and leaving the rest. And I think that there are little golden nuggets with anything and everything, and we have to have the discernment to know what to take and what to leave. And so um, I'm sharing that. Because I think there's some information in here that could be very helpful. Whatever you can tolerate, you cannot change. That's wisdom key, number 74. Whatever you can tolerate or whatever you do tolerate, you will not change. In relationships, if you allow people not to have healthy boundaries, if you continue to tolerate that, that will continue. It's when you put your foot down and when you realize that, there's a better way or another way, and you say, no more. You know, it's not like that comes easy and not everybody's going to like it. But you need to focus on healthy for you and your relationships. You will make it through this crisis. Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. This is 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. Wisdom Key 75, God's purpose in your crisis is not your survival, but your education. I love that. This life we're living is a journey. I've learned that over my 60-odd years of being on this earth, and it's a journey. We're not going to fix it tomorrow or within the next hour. It's a journey. These are life lessons that we learn. I want to be a quick study. That's just me. I want to be a maximizer, and I want to be a quick study, and maybe you do too. Um, I always ask the Lord, you know, please reveal your lesson to me because I want to learn it sooner than later. God is using this time of crisis to educate you. Educate you about what? About himself, about your assignment, and about your enemy. Think about your crisis whatever it is that you're going through right now. And what is it he's trying to teach you? All the commandments which I command thee shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and possess the land. Remember, thy God led thee in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Deuteronomy 812. I have to say the NIV version is easier than this because I really have trouble with the these and the thous, but I hope you can see through that and hear the message. So Wisdom Key 76, you will never outgrow warfare. You simply must learn to fight. You need to learn to fight. Now, I know we want peace. I'm a peacemaker. I'm the middle child. I'm a peacemaker. I just want to fix it. I want to make it go away. Um, I just want everybody to get along, dang it, right? But sometimes it's in that fight that we learn the real lesson. And it's what we stand up for. It's what we believe in that makes the difference and it makes who we are who we are. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Psalm Mm -hmm. 144.1. Though crisis and battle are not always your choice, winning is. That is why your faith in God is so important. God anticipated human problems. That is why there was a cross. Though your failures are planned by hell, your recovery is far more organized by heaven. Oh man, do I believe that. Your recovery is organized by heaven. I think every single person, our child memories, there's some recovery. There's some dysfunction that we've experienced. And there's recovery. And I don't agree with people saying, forget it, that was then and this is now. Because what happened then does affect us. Whether we like it or not, it's still there. And I do think it's important. Do we dwell in it? Do we have to stay victimized? No, not at all. But it's important for us to learn where we've been to know where we're at, where we are, and where we're going. Wisdom 77, nothing is ever as bad as it first appears. Oh, boy, do I know that. Have you ever, in your crisis, in your years of being on this earth, said to the Lord or said to yourself, Wow, this is too much. This is so much, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I really just think this is too much to handle. It's just too much. And then what happens? Are you still here? Did you get through it? My, one of my favorite sayings is, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And we will get through whatever we're going through even right now. And if we look at our past and, and realize that we've been through something in the past where we felt it was overwhelming and just too much to handle, but we're here and we got through it, didn't we? And we'll get through this one, too. God has prepared a special way of escape from your time of crisis. Trust him to reveal it to you. Thou I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. It's interesting to see these scriptures written in a little different text uh, it does bring in a different type of meaning, which isn't a bad thing. It kind of just triggers our, our minds, maybe in just a little bit different way. And I think that's not a bad thing, actually. When I'm reading this, I'm like, that's not the way I remember it. It's not the way I've memorized it, but that's okay. All men fall. Great men get back up. It's not just men, is it? I think it's women, too. We all fall. We all make mistakes. I have a, a, a niece right now. She's 13 years old, and she's a perfectionist. She wants to do everything right, and right now she's 13. She's playing on a basketball, women's basketball team with 17-year-olds. No pressure, right? No pressure at all. Not. Uh, she, she is amazing. She's an, a really incredible. She's put a lot of time and effort. She wears nothing but Nike. She likes Nike. Which side note, I made a comment the other day and it said, you know, well, let's just be like Nike and let's just do it. And I had a woman say, you know, can I add a little something to that? And I said, of course, what? If it makes sense, just do it. If it makes sense. And I thought, oh, I love that. And I'm going to share that because isn't that true? Not everything that we were saying, oh, just do it. We should do. Not always. There's things that maybe we should just say. It doesn't make sense that we do it. I thought that was good. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way. Though He fall, He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth Him. So, getting back to my my niece, she's like nervous, right? She's just intimidated by these seventeen-year-olds, and and she's worried she's gonna make a mistake. And we're sitting there telling her it's okay. You don't think those 17-year-olds made mistakes along the way? Of course they did. But it's still a lot of pressure for this little girl. And, um, you know, she's hanging in there. The Lord will hold you up and bring you out of this crisis if you lean upon him. Losers focus on war, but champions focus on the spoils of war. God has a beautiful future planned for you. Begin to look for it today. If the Lord delighteth in us... Then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Battle is simply meeting opposition on the road to a miracle. Battles are any opposition, pain, or difficulty that you encounter while attempting to obey an instruction from God or complete his dreams in your life or to receive a desired miracle he has planned. In short, a battle is any pain produced during your efforts, to satisfy God's expectations of you. Wisdom Key 81, pain is discomfort created by disorder. Sometimes healing happens with, you know, like uh, I think about a splinter. And a splinter, you know, you get a splinter in your finger, let's say, and then it festers, right? It gets more sore before it has healing because the body is working through it. It's going through the process of healing. And I think sometimes in our lives, we go through things and it is a process. And if we invite, maybe not invite is the right word, but embrace. If we embrace this and say this is a journey and we're embracing this crisis or this situation to say there's a lesson to be learned here and you know what? I'm going to be better at the other end of this lesson. I'm going to be a better person than I was when I began. I taught my children a long time ago is when you borrow something from somebody, you want to leave it better than you found it. And God wants to leave us better. And he's allowing things to happen because it's hopefully going to make us better. Pain is for a season. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Who wants joy in their lives? I know I do. Warfare always surrounds the birth of a miracle. Okay, well, that's, that's encouraging, isn't it? So there's warfare, and that sur- and always surrounds the birth of a miracle. So if you're going through a battle right now, then you can look forward to this birth of a miracle as I'm looking forward to the birth of my second grandchild. Daniel's desire to please the Lord in his prayer life brought him into a great battle. His obedience activated enemies that resulted in his lion's den experience. But Daniel was victorious because he continued in his faith in God. Warfare surrounded the birth of Jesus. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Warfare will surround the birth of your miracle. Pain is not your enemy, but merely the proof that one exists. Ooh, that's so good, isn't it? Make your decision that you will not lose. Dig your feet in. Stand fast on the word of God until you win. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay, that's that's a message to all of us, isn't it? He will flee, but you gotta put your you know put your feet strong into the ground. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Psalm fifty five twenty two. We will be back with part two of, of the show. And we're going to talk about who is your real enemy. Please share the show. Sue Freeze, spelled like Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard? Or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call Ecola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. cola 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would
0: you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Suefreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you, E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control Services for sponsoring The Sue Freeze Show. This is part two of uh, talking about who is your real enemy, spiritual warfare. And uh, it's real. It's really real. It is so real. Before you enter battle, you must know who your enemy is. Believe it or not, your enemy is not people. People are simply tools of your enemy. Paul wrote, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places." That's Ephesians 6:12 in the New Testament. Your real enemy is the devil. Yes, the devil, Satan, Lucifer. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5.8 He is an ex-employee of heaven, a fallen angel. I behold, Satan is lightning, fall from heaven. The great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation twelve nine. No one has been a loser longer than Satan. I love that he's a loser. You know, I, I even say this to him. It's like, get away from me, devil. You are defeated in Jesus' precious name. And I say that out loud because, you know, the devil can't hear your thoughts. Did you know that? He can't hear what you're thinking, and I'm so glad. You know, so if you have self-doubt, you know, and it's inside your mind, be careful not to voice this out loud. Okay? Just if it's in a thought, you want to change that thought to be something that's more positive when it comes out of your mouth. These are really true, and you should be uh, really discerning about what you speak. I'm really careful about what I speak and I will change. I'm like, oh my goodness, did that just come out of my mouth? I got to change that. And then I I try to tweak it to where it's a positive and it's something that I'm building instead of something that I'm, you know, etching away at. at. Satan's time is limited. So his efforts are intense for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Even his power to tempt you is limited. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it? Okay, so that is, that scripture is, um, you know, he won't give you more than you can handle, um, easier to hear, and he will give you a way out. You know, if there is temptation, He also gives you that door or that way out of that temptation. So if you're feeling like you're on overload, you feel like this is way more than you can handle, there is a way out, and ask the Lord to reveal it to you, and he will. He'll reveal it to you and and give you a way out. The nature of your enemy, Satan despises God and he hates anything that receives God's affection. He's quite aware of God's unusual care and protection of us. Satan reacts with unbridled resentment towards us. His reaction to the blessings upon Job is a prime example. He is deceptive. He was a murderer from the beginning. There is no truth in him, for he is a liar and the father of it. Why does Satan oppose you? He opposes you because you are a potential source of pleasure to God. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. I always say this to myself when I'm going through trials and tribulations is, man, I must be on to something. God must be working something really big, you know, that, that I'm going to be part of and I feel very fortunate to be part of, even though there is this battle going on. And the stronger the battle, the more I realize just how important this is to God. Because the devil knows it's important to God, and he wants to defeat it. He wants to keep it from happening. Do you know what I'm talking about right now? Are you feeling that? Have you experienced that? There were times when my children were young. Cheyenne might be able to relate to this. I know my daughter can. And there were times when I was getting my children ready for church. And I have to tell you, they would spit up or they would spill their glass of milk or something right when we were, you know, I'm timing it. And I actually gave me extra time. And I was trying to get their shoes on and trying to get this and trying to get that. And oh, my gosh, I forgot my Bible or or whatever. And it's like I was I was 10 minutes, 15 minutes late and I still got to get them to the nursery. And it was like almost like by the time I get there, it's almost it's almost going to be over because it was so much to do. Now I got better at this with time. I got more systematic and whatnot, but things happen. Things happen, parents, mommies. Uh and it's really nice, Daddies, if you can pitch in more, you know, don't get to the car and honk the horn and expect the mom to just come out with all the kids perfectly ready to go. Say, honey, how can I help you? And all the wives out there and mothers out there are saying, Oh, thank you for saying that, Sue. But seriously, we need to be a team. We need to partner in this situation and make sure that everybody is handled, you know, and maybe you can help get that baby buckled up in that car seat while the other one is running around and trying to keep it out of the street, it, the baby or the child, um, you know. So all I'm seeing there is, is that we do have these things that happen. And, and, you know, the devil doesn't even want us to make it to church. He doesn't want us to make it. And there might be something that we really needed to hear Or somebody else that we were sitting next to needed to have us sitting next to them. Have you ever thought about that? It's not all about you. Could be there's somebody there that needs you, that needs your smile, that needs your hug or your handshake or your welcoming, your warmth and your heart and your spirit. There's so many times where I go and I don't feel like going, but I know that there's somebody that maybe I could touch. And I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, that would be really nice if God could use me like that. And when I walk in, it's God, where do you want me to sit? I'm not going to sit in the same seat all the time. I did get to where I was doing that again, and I I realize now that COVID happened and I haven't been in church. I miss the Lord telling me where to sit, and I'm going to get back in there and have him guide my my seat. Anyway, with all that being said, all I'm saying is, is that the devil doesn't want us to succeed. He doesn't want us to bring new people to the Lord or to church. He doesn't want us to be successful. He wants us to be defeated. Still, kill, and destroy. That's what he's out to do. That's what it says in the word. The devil's out to kill, still, and destroy. And the Lord wants to faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Which side do you want to be on? There's no doubt where I want to be. I was talking to my son, and, you know, I'm just, um, you know, going through relationships and situations and whatnot and 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 my prayer is is just that your children draw nearer to him just like my prayer for me is that i draw nearer to him i just feel that life is a lot better now i said that we're going to have attack and we're going to have battles because the devil doesn't want us to to get closer to god yes i did say that but I also know that the decisions I make and the choices I make are much better when I understand what God wants for my life. And that when I understand my purpose and when you understand your purpose, it's much easier to make decisions based on that. It kind of just takes a lot of the, the cloudiness away from decision-making and choice-making when we understand heaven, when we understand God, when we understand that love he has for us as his children, ambassadors to Christ and his child. We are his daughter, his son, and he wants us to be near to him. And there is no better place. And I was telling my son this. I was saying there's so many times in my life where I felt overwhelmed and I, and I would cry out to God. This was when I was younger. And I would say, God, why am I here? Why am I here? I would look up to the ceiling and I would just say, why am I here? It's got to be more than what I'm dealing with right now. I was 16 years old, second story, middle room, and I was thinking to myself, there's got to be more to life than this. Why am I here, God? Tell me why I'm here. And maybe you're calling out and asking God the same question. And maybe your dreams, the dreams that you thought were going to be your life, maybe they haven't happened. And maybe you've even given up. Listen, can I just say that as long as there's breath, there's hope? Can I just say that... Your dreams, for instance, took me 50 years for my God dream to happen. 50 years. It took 50 years for me to stop biting my fingernails. I know that sounds silly, but it's not because it's a habit. It took 50 years to make that break. But I did it with God's help. So I'm hoping this is encouraging to you, and I'm hoping you understand that God has a plan. He created you for a specific purpose. And it's up to him and up to you to figure that out. And a lot of the times it's something that you have passion. It's, it's deep, and maybe it's almost snuffed out. Maybe you've allowed others to talk you out of whatever that passion is. Maybe your own fear, and fear, the acronym, false evidence, appearing real. Maybe that fear is holding you down or holding you back from really understanding why you are here because when I was 16 and I cried out to God and said why am I here it's got to be more than this and now I'm over 60 and I understand so much better than when I was 16 why I'm here and God's not done with me yet and I'm so thankful for that he's not done with me yet I've not arrived I still have a lot more that God wants me to do and I'm excited about that you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I almost say that in my sleep. And listen, there is so much work that's gone into that website, and I would love to have you check it out. Just check it out. There are uh, three pages of IMs. It's free for you. You can push the button, and you can get it print. You'll have to pay for the ink and the paper. That's fine. But um, I'm not charging you for it. It's free. And what they are is who God says you are. Because for many, many, many years, I was listening to people telling me who I was. And those people did not have my best interest at heart. Those people did not want me to shine. They wanted to snuff me out. They might not even even realize that they wanted to snuff me out. But you know what? God wanted my light to shine. And guess what? The good news is he wants your light to shine too. Some of you are down and out. And with everything we've been through, it's understandable. So don't beat yourself up over that. Don't beat yourself up. You are where you are. And that's okay. But you don't have to stay where you are. That's the good news. You don't have to stay there. You know? And I don't know. When I when I reach out and I speak to God, it's just my little conversation with him. I just know he hears me and I know he'll hear you too and you don't have to get fancy with your words just talk to him like you would talk to another person but understand that he is there and he loves you and if you were the only person on this earth he sent his only son to die for if it was only you only you and when I totally grabbed that when I totally got that is when my life started to heal and started to change when I understood that I was somewhat worthy to receive his love. Because I was under the impression that I was unworthy to receive his love. And you're not unworthy either. He wants you to have a relationship. He gives you freedom of choice. You can choose. You can choose to walk away from him. Or you can choose to draw nearer to him. My prayer for you is that you will draw nearer to him. And that's the truth. Why does Satan oppose you? You have the potential source of pleasure to God. His main purpose of warfare is to pain God's heart, to insult him, to frustrate his purposes in your life. Your life. He wants you to grieve God's heart by doubting his integrity. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man, that he should repent, hath he said, and he shall not do it. Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? The devil wants to prevent the arrival of any miracle that would bring glory to God. Satan's aim is to paralyze your planning, abort your dreams, and dilute your hope. Can you see that at all? When you hear those words, does any of that apply? Can you see how that could be a possibility of of truth. What are Satan's favorite weapons? Delays, deceit, distractions, disappointment with yours or others. Do not replay the guilt of previous mistakes, nor become preoccupied with past losses, nor magnify the weaknesses of others. Maybe people around you think of you as a failure, and maybe you even agree with them. But the truth of the matter is God created you to win. You are a champion. You could write that on a big poster board or a piece of paper and put it on your mirror. Wherever you sit. And put that. And don't say you are a champion. Say I am a champion. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Who are you going to choose to serve? Are you going to give in to Satan and fail or Will you trust God and win? The decision is yours. Key 86, Satan's favorite entry point will always be through those closest to you. Those closest to you. Is there a face that comes to mind when I say that? Is there a name attached to it? And then the question is, what are you going to do about it? You get what you tolerate. What are you going to do about it? First of all, I had to learn how to love myself, forgive myself, and respect myself. I needed to do that. But the only way I could do that is with God's forgiveness, understanding that God forgave me for whatever, whatever happened before that. And that didn't happen overnight. That was a process. You can't just one day, you know, do the I dream a genie thing and all of a sudden everything is just Perfect doesn't happen that way. It's a process, but it's in the messes that God creates the message. It's in the tests in our life that he creates our testimony. And we all have one. We all have lessons we've learned. And when I ask people to come on the radio and I interview them, I say, what is the main message? What is the main thing that if you were going to die tomorrow, what would be the one thing that you would want to be remembered to speak about. And it changes a lot when people start thinking like that. Because I think we do have a message, each one of us, and we've been through things. And the more I get to know people and they tell me their stories, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of what God has seen them through. I'm in awe of what they've been through and how they've turned out. It's amazing to me. And then there's those that have been just those faithful people That have just been on the straight and narrow the whole entire time. And I have people like that in my life that say, I don't have a testimony because I've just always been, you know, this way. And I'm like, are you kidding? That's the biggest testimony of all, to stay on that straight and narrow the whole entire time, never to veer to the left or the right and take that wrong turn? Are you kidding me? You don't have a testimony? Are you nuts? (laughs) Be prepared for the enemy's attack. Know where it is most likely to come from. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. How to predict your six seasons of attack. There are five specific seasons when you may personally experience unusual spiritual warfare in your life. When you become physically exhausted. Anybody can relate to that? physically exhausted. When fatigue walks in, faith walks out. I think of young mothers, my daughter being one, and me being a grandmother and trying to watch her one daughter, and now she's got another one coming really soon, like maybe today. Exciting. But I I watched her yesterday for hours, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is why God makes mothers young, because it's really really hard. It's tiring. And uh, to have two under the age of two, uh, is amazing. So for all you mothers out there that are doing that, like Cheyenne right here, she's, you know, shaking her head yes, Um, you're amazing. God loves you. And, uh, you know, you've got a very big responsibility to take care of those children. And it's not easy, is it? And we need to ask for help. And, you know, there's people out there that really are feeling like they don't have a reason and those are the people that maybe you could give them the reason. If you just ask them for a little help, that would be kind of nice. In fact, Satan's greatest attacks on your faith life will probably happen when you get little or no sleep. When you face a major decision regarding your assignment, this may be in your career or even geographical location. Crisis always occurs on the point of promotion. Okay. Hmm. Now that's interesting. And I like that, even though I don't like crisis. I do like promotion. So it's on how we, we look at things and how we view things on how we're going to address them as we move forward. Okay, we can get overwhelmed and think, oh my gosh, or we can say, hmm, okay, there's a battle going on. That's okay. You know, I always say that he's preparing me for my next assignment. And that makes me feel better. To know that I'm going through this because he's preparing me. He's preparing me to be stronger or more humble or more thoughtful or more kind or more something uh, for my next assignment. Remember, you must patiently endure a crisis to receive the promotion. That is why patience is so beneficial. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. The birth of a child destined to become a spiritual leader. It happened after the birth of Moses. When Pharaoh commanded the male children to be murdered, also the birth of Jesus, as I mentioned earlier. All great men attract satanic attention. I wish they wouldn't just say men, though, because I think that you know, I think we could address women the same way. All great people attract Satan attention. Great people, oh, there we go, of God, often relate childhood adversities that threatened them in their early life. When a specific miracle has just left the hand of God toward you, Daniel waited 21 days for his prayer to be answered. When the angel of the Lord finally appeared, he explained the warfare that necessitated the assistance of Michael, the archangel, to help him, Daniel 10:13. So you see, your battle is really a signal that something is en route to you from God today. Does that change? Is there a little shift that's going on inside of you right now? I hope so. Wisdom Key 90, Satan always attacks those he fears the most. Did you hear that? And I said that earlier, is that, you know, when you're going to do good, Satan doesn't like it. So when you feel like you're under attack, just understand you're on the verge of doing something magnificent. When you make an effort to launch a new ministry for God, Jesus faced his wilderness experience just prior to his healing ministry. Hell only reacts to your future, not your past. Interesting. When you are next in line for promotion from God, each day of adversity in Joseph's life simply ushered him one day closer to the throne. Your most effective weapons. You will never win a spiritual battle through your own strength of wisdom, not by might nor by power. But my, my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Did you hear that? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You will never win a spiritual battle logically. For thou we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. You must know and speak the word of God. And that is so true. The power is in his word. The power is in his word. If you say what God says, you will get to feel what God feels. Your conversations should reflect the mentality of a conqueror. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it, shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Never speak words that make Satan think he is winning. That is so perfect. And this goes on. And it's so good. One hour in the presence of God will reveal any flaw in your most carefully laid plans. You must, in faith, spiritually clothe yourself in spiritual armor each morning in prayer. Before you have your feet hit the ground, pray. Pray to God to guide your steps, your words, your thoughts. To have eyes to see and a heart to feel his love. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And thank you for tuning in to the Sue Free Show today. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Ah, It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.